Good morning. You're listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. I'm Janine, and this is Get the Funk Out. Today I'm in conversation with K.J. Del Antonia. She's a former lead editor of the New York Times Motherlode blog, and she shares how parents can find more joy in their day-to-day family lives. It's my pleasure to welcome to this week's show, K.J. Del Antonio. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. I was so intrigued. I'm a mom. I'd love to find more joy in my mornings, <laughs> especially <laughs> during the week when they go back to school. Help. Yes, mornings, mornings are tough. Mornings are, are universally challenging. We're all racing against a clock. We did set. Everybody's got to be somewhere earlier than anybody wants to be anywhere. Um, and then I get, I get sort of two chunks of advice about mornings, and one of them is the one no one wants to hear, and the other one is more fun. Which one was first? All right, I'll take the painful one first. Okay. <laughs> the painful one is that the best way to have your mornings is for everyone in your household to get more sleep. Yeah. Um, and I'm sorry, this is particularly tough on my, the morning show host person, but right. for, for all of us, um, uh, getting enough sleep is is key. And the tough thing about that is we would be more than happy to get more sleep in the morning. No problem. Right. Your child, I would love to get some more sleep. Let me just roll over. Yeah, but this is not exactly. the way it works. We got to go backwards and get that sleep um, the night before. And that is tough for a couple of reasons. And the biggest reason that it's really hard for us all to get to sleep the night before is that our lives are so lovely and full. We have so many opportunities and our kids have so many opportunities. There's so much great stuff out there to do uh, that often we find ourselves in the position of not being off the clock, not being off somebody else's expectations, even if they're things that we wanted to do, like a sports practice for kids or, or choir. Right. Um, until it's already too late to get the sleep that we need. Yes. And there you and really what you want at that point is, is your downtime, right? You want oh, it yeah. as a parent. Little kids want it. Teenagers want it. They want some Snapchat. They want some Netflix. They want to just lay on the floor and stare into space. But we didn't allow for that, right? Right. So um, when you're looking, if you've got young kids, when you're looking at the schedule, especially as we head into fall, prioritizing that downtime for you and for them, trying to make the evenings end a little sooner, giving up, you know, maybe the kid can't play soccer and do kumon and violin. That is okay. I agree. Um, you know, next year, you know, next semester, maybe they do. But you gotta, you gotta protect that downtime. And then you've got to help teach the teenagers to protect it because, you know, they're thinking, oh, but I got to do more activities so I can get into college. Um, oh, forget maybe. it. <laughs> or maybe they're just like, I really want to do it. I just want, I love being in plays. Um, and I, I guess, you know, I felt that way. So they got a couple of choices. They need to, because the thing to remind them is that they want that downtime. They want that hangout time. And, um, you know that that if that that affects things that are important to them. Usually, you right. get better grades when you get more sleep. You um, you drive safer when you get more sleep. You weigh less when you get more sleep. Oh yeah, metabolism. Um, yep. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know you're happier when you like. There's there's things you're better at your sport. So the thing that may whatever's important to your team, that's the way to go after right. the idea that 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 they need to get more sleep. So that's the. Um, so that's the lame one. Like nobody wants to hear that. Go and get go go forth and get more sleep. 
Um, well, excuse me, and I, a better one. I, KG, I think one key thing, I mean, I'm pretty firm on this, is the whole cell phone use. And if your kid is on yes. the phone late at night, they're going to be exhausted the next day. Right. So they got to have the time to do I mean, you, I, I think that our kids need time to do that. This is how our kids are connecting right now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they need some space to do their Snapchatting, to keep their streaks going, if that's what matters to them. To, but it needs... It, it, Putting a limit on it is great with right. teenagers. Helping them learn to limit it is super important because otherwise you're going to send them off to college and guess what they're going to do. Um, yeah. But so, yeah, so talking about when you're going to, if you want to do that, I guess that. When are you going to do it? Right. How did you start? That's um, really important. How did you start this very successful New York Times uh, blog, Motherload? Oh, I didn't. I didn't. Lisa Belkin started it. Oh. I took it over from her. Um, she started it in 2008 when, you know, when the blogs were growing and yes. all things were blog and, and, and everything was magnificent. I actually wrote for her a few times and then took it over for her Got from it. her when she moved on. But that had to have brought you a lot of satisfaction, you being an editor with, you know, involved in that. Yeah, it was a great job. And I spent, um, you know, I did a lot of the writing myself. I also worked with I, literally, you know, thousands of other writers editing getting their essays, getting their voices out into the world. I had some wonderful opportunities to share stories that don't always get out there. Um, you know, stories of parents who'd lost their kids to foster care or gotten their kids back from foster care or who were really caught up in the world of looking for housing. So it's very satisfying in a world where, um, you know, a lot of the voices are of people who have time to write to help some of the people who didn't have yes. time to write yeah. get their stuff out there. I, I love that. What are some key things you would like listeners to know about this book? Um, this book will not make you feel like I might have just made you feel bad about sleep, <laughs> but um, <laughs> it will not make you feel bad about doing the things that you are already doing. This is about trying to, it's not about doing more. Um, it's about trying to make the things that we're already doing feel happier for everybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are like concrete things that you can do around our pain points. And then there's just the question of sort of trying to look at a life, trying to look at things a little bit differently. I don't, this is not like a, a gratitude practice woo woo kind of thing. And I, I know, if you've got a gratitude practice, that's apparently great. Okay. But it's really just about uh, being aware that we wanted this, that this is sort of the, the meat of the sandwich of our lives, that this is the big time we have together with our kids and our families. And to look around and pause and just know that even when the morning is crazy and, you know, the kid needs two cans of green peas and six mill folders and a purple marker and you don't have any of those, mm. like, that this is still like, this is the good stuff. Like this is where you want to be and you're doing what you want to be doing um that just just sort of making that shift in your mind is a big it's a it's one of the big steps towards feeling happier about the whole thing yes now you've got some guidelines parents can set so kids can do more chores possibly (laughs) (laughs) chores are such yeah chores are such chores are so important and a lot of our kids aren't doing them. We feel like sports are more important. We feel like homework is more important. And what's really important is that a kid be a contributing member of the family that he or she is a part of. That matters a lot. Yes. It um, actually serves as like a kind of a little emotional armor for our kids to know that they're needed at home, that they're an important part of that life, even when things, uh, other things aren't going great. Uh, and it also just 
you know, kids who grow up helpful, obviously there's a little bit of research out there that they do better in life, but we don't even need research, right? right. You know that um, when your kid brings home their first new girlfriend, the girlfriend who gets up and says, hey, can I help clean up after dinner, is way better than the one who leans back and sort of watches you clear the plate. Right. And what about yeah. the boyfriend? I like the boyfriends who come over and would say that. I mean, my dad always did the dishes. Yeah, I realized when I said I've been, I, I usually use boyfriends as an example. I was trying yeah. to go a little gender. That's okay. I was like, darn it, now that's a gender-specific <laughs> example. No, it's fine. I was just trying to, to mix it up. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, we know that the kids who step up and are helpful when they're out in the world are going to be more successful. We don't need a study to right. show us that. Yes. So we got to teach them to, to be doing that for us at home. Right, because you don't want them to get off to college and say, how do I do laundry? How do I make my bed? Yeah. You know, is there yeah. somebody or, to do this for me? But I left the dishes in the sink. That's not all I'm supposed to do. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. You know, that always worked at home. Yeah, no, I had roommates like that. They, We'd have arguments like, whose dishes are these, you know, that somebody left at 3 a.m. because they had the munchies or right. something. <laughs> like, you know those are your, I mean, oh, yes. it's, it's, uh, yeah, you know. You don't, you don't want to raise that kid, and you don't really want to necessarily live with that kid either. I think that it doesn't feel good right. to be the parent that's doing all the work. I mean, there's a lot of it. There's all the laundry. There's all you know, dinner. Jeez, they want it every night, right? I know. There's a lot going on. So needy. <laughs> so let me ask you, um, I see you're from New Hampshire. I actually used to do some freelance work there and lived in Brookline, Massachusetts. You've got four kids. Uh, would you yes. would you say writing this book was kind of cathartic, or was it just basically things you learned along the way that really helped you, or both? Well, you know, this is this is the journalism that I was that I was practicing. This is what mm-hmm. I've been sort of on for ten years, and I think it's kind of fun to, to be doing what is also your you know to have it sort of spread out. Like this is, it's, it's my life and it's my work, so right. that was kind of neat. Yes, um, sometimes I. I try not to tell embarrassing stories about this, so I kept the cathartic revelations to to a minimum, although writing about the time that my two daughters spent screaming at each other hysterically for basically a solid year was was kind of of satisfying. Man, hardest job in the world, being a parent. Yeah, you know, there's 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 a lot of work here, emotional labor and the other kind. Mm Mm-hmm. Yes. What else would you like people to know about this book? Um, I that you you know you can pick this up and grab the screens chapter and get some ideas for helping out with your younger kids or mm-hmm. helping with your older kids. I guess like an important thing to know is that this is like not a memoir right. or my story of how I get everything right. It's it's so far from it. It's just, it's it's researched. It's both. Um, you know, there's a lot of academic research in there, but there's also just a lot of talking to parents who feel good about things. Because here's something I think we all forget. Mm-hmm. I got nine pain points in this book. Uh, you know, whether they're mornings or discipline or screens or homework or meals or sports and activities, most of us feel pretty good around some of those. Right. Like, you know, you may be like, well, sport, you know, we actually don't do too many sports and activities, but oh my gosh, it's so hard to get my children to do chores. So we really focus <laughs> on that last one. Like we're really upset with ourselves. And, mm-hmm. You know, give yourself a pat on the back for the things that you're getting right. And there you're, you're already happier and you didn't even have to do anything. Definitely. So KJ, the name of my show is Get the Funk Out. 
How do you take? I love it. Thank you. How do you take care of yourself when you do kind of find yourself in a personal funk as a mom? You know, what do you do to stay sane? Uh, I do a couple of things. I try not to spread it. So I try to sort of, you know, maybe get out, go off by myself, take a walk, warn the kids. Because, man, I, when I, I, I had a friend who used to say his superpower was spreading a black mood across the entire household. Ooh. I can totally do that. Yeah. But try not to spread it because then they just bring it back to me, right? Like yes. I spread it. And then 10 re- years later when I'm managing to feel a little better, they just come in and shoot it right back at me out of a fire hose. So, oh. yeah. So, <laughs> you know, I try, I try that. I protect my sleep religiously Um, and I do you know I do my own thing and my kids get that Uh, one thing that I found is that happier parents don't put their kids everyday needs above their own everyday needs and sometimes I'm sorry I can't drive you to your friend's house not because I'm working or something that's like obviously more important but because I got plans right sorry exactly I know I feel like you can't jump at every little need or whim they have because you have to you do have to take care of yourself. Yeah, and then we I mean, I think it's easy. I think the thing is, you know, you start out with that baby and it's like that sack of flour that just screams all the time and you really do have to do all the things for it because it's really painful to put it down and just listen to it scream. Right. And you get sort of in that habit of like catering and catering and catering. Yeah. And um you forget that we we are the grown-ups. We get to choose what we have for dinner. We get to choose where we go on vacation. We get to choose what we do with our time. And sometimes we're going to choose to do things for our, our lovely kids that we adore, but sometimes we're not. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. Right. It's even good. Yeah. I know. I, I hear people say you can't be best friends with your kids. You, you, I just feel like there's a certain role a parent has. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's, there's, it's, you know, it's a really, I mean, I think we all want to have a really warm, positive, nurturing relationship with our kids. Right. But when they screw up, we need to both be there to come down on them and be there to help them dig their way out. And uh, that's not, you know, that's not what friends are for. Right. That's what parents are for. Yeah, I feel like we have to be their mentor, their coach. You know, do we, we're, we have a whole bunch of titles. <laughs> we do. Yeah. We do. Yeah. yeah. And, and that's, I mean, and that's good. Like, that's, I agree. That's, that's what you want. That should be sort of what we set out, what we set out to do. Definitely. So, KJ, where can people find out more about you? Uh, you can look at, you know, kjdelantonia.com. There's also howtobeahappierparent.com. And the book should be everywhere right now. You should be able to find it in whatever your most favorite independent bookstore is, or you can certainly order it from Amazon or pick it up at a Barnes & Noble. Excellent. Thank you so much for calling the show. I really enjoyed chatting with you. Thank you. Me too. Have a great day. That was KJ Del Antonio. And if you missed any part of our conversation, it will be up on the show blog, which is getthefunkoutshow.kuci.org. You can also follow me on Twitter at moms, M-O-M-Z underscore rock. You've been listening to KUCI 88.9 FM, Irvine.